Man, I, I saw you with a flower today. Where we it, don't worry, it's, I, no one's gonna do say anything or do anything. It's no, just, I'm not worried. What, just, but she yeah. just gave me a flower. It doesn't mean anything. I, I mean, like, you know, I, I appreciate it. It's a flower, but she got me the flower. I don't understand. Right, I didn't right. ask for a flower. Okay, right? okay. I'm just, I'm just. Pardon me. Excuse me. Take, not, take it all back. You're an asshole. Okay, you're an asshole. <laughs> so it's okay. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Uh, keep those emails coming. They're genius. I tell you, drdrewafterdark@gmail.com, and also the voice messages, which we cannot get enough of, 818-253-1693. My admiration and affection for the Your Mom's House world grows by the week. I swear to God. Uh, no, I, I, whenever I interact with people that are fans of this world, they are, uh, welcoming and lovely and, and gentlemen, well, first of all, Booth Boys, how are you guys doing? Doing great, Drew. Thanks for asking. Hey, yo. How are you doing? Uh, I, we, I, we got a lot to talk about. Okay. We got, we got a whole right, okay. lot of stuff going on. Um, but, um, I, the one thing that keeps coming back at me lately and gentlemen, maybe you kind of flush this out for me is particularly the the women of your mom's house world, um, not exclusively so, but particularly so, uh, are fascinated not just with Susan and my relationship, but with the the four of us, like how Tom and me and Christina and Susan and the four, how that all works, which I find kind of astonishing, uh, which is why at some point along the way here, I, I want to get a phone call in from Christina to kind of explore that a little bit. Is that, is that coming down the road a possibility? Uh, quite possibly. I'll, okay. uh, I'll hit okay. her up and see if she's available. All right. All right. That would be good. Uh, but help me out guys. Why is that so fascinating to people? Well, yeah. Cause I mean, Drew, like if you think about it, it's, you know, whether it be you and Susan or Tom and Christina, I think what people are seeing is they're seeing relationship goals. They, they, they you know, like goals. they see you and well, they're like, cause how long have you been with Susan for? Oh, for, since we were 24 and we're in our sixties now. So yes, I, I would recommend it. I, I would recommend it as a so model. Is that I, 36 years? No, it's 40 years. It's actually 40 years. Oh wow. It's I was like, way off. It's like, yeah, it's like 46. All right, it's like we're heading by, in on 35 married, you know, we're married at 91. So, so yeah. So, so I mean, think about it that way is that they yeah. like, and you guys are so into each other still, your rapport is amazing. You got like, it's just everything about you guys. Just like, I want to, you know, but, but, be it, like that but, when I'm older. But if it wasn't just us, it, it's something about the four of us. Cause, cause let's think about it this way. Christina started this Mr. Goss over at where my mom's at. You know what I'm saying? She, she's, she is the, she is like the, the, you know, like the witches in Macbeth. <laughs> she's like the shit stirrer. And, and I see what she's doing to Tom, which is kind of one of the reasons I want to throw her into me and Susan to see if she can sh stir a little shit here. Um, she's the world's best shit stirrer. You know what I mean? You don't realize she's doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, does she, does, you know, she's doing it, right? Uh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, she and, could teach a master class. Yeah, and she knows she's doing it, but it's always like, well, I wonder what, 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 and then it's like some bomb is exploding between two people or in Tom's head or whatever, and uh, it's interesting. And so anyway, she started the 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 shitstorm that we're in now, uh, and then Susan and I just started kept exploring from there. So I kind of get it. I kind of get why people are interested in that, and I also feel like. I mean, the ultimate content, you know, we, we meaning any and Nadav and Susan and I have a 
um, what a sort of bi month or every every six week or so we get together for dinner. Mm? Yeah, a steak. We have a steak every six to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the vegans amongst you. Uh, <laughs> this is Texas after all, uh, and. I feel like something like that needs to happen. We'll bring Christina and Tom in, something like that. Also down the road, uh, we had Mike Catherwood at our last dinner, and uh, he'll be showing up here down the road, so look forward to that. Those of you that are old Loveline fans. And so, uh, and he's kind of quiet today. Now, I understand, and he's been sick. What's going on, my friend? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just on... Uh, You're going to answer for him, too? <laughs> <laughs> what the look, like, are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Uh I got sick this weekend. It was uh, not COVID. <laughs> this man is so embarrassed. Dude, wait a minute. <laughs> What's up? This is the highest Eni's ever been for this show. I just want to. I just want to point it out. Either it's today, or you've been smoking a shit ton of weed up leading up to this. This is the, you've got the weed laugh today, which you don't normally have. <laughs> let me just, so, let me just tell you, man. <laughs> good for you. I don't care. <laughs> I just. I had a good night, my man. Oh, I, I was last night. night. You know okay, it's still. It's good for you. I, I'm happy for you. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> this is as good for me as the throw-up lady, uh, the gag gag couple. Um, but but okay. So did that help you get over your illness? Did it make you feel better, or just was you were already better and it was a good night? The weed smoking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't weed smoking, but um... oh, there's definitely weed in the mix here, dude. Like like more than usual. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh yeah but um yeah it was just a, it was just a good weekend i forgot the question honestly. well yeah how's your illness doing <laughs> oh how's my illness oh yeah. i'm better dog yeah, yeah i'm good i'm good to go yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i see that i yeah, see it but what yes, what sir. was that just a plain old little up restaurant infection <laughs> pharyngitis something little virus oh what was the sickness uh the yeah. sickness I don't know. I was just I was stuffy. It was super mm. congested, and then when and, I and then I Nadav sent you into isolation. I know until you tested negative, which you repeatedly did. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. And I announced on the way in this morning. So my my wife dropped me off here this morning, and uh, I said, and he's going to be in. I know it. He, he, COVID ain't got shit for him. Hell no. Yeah. Even if it's COVID, it'll be all better by now. <laughs> I'm COVID proof, baby. I, it seemed to be, uh, and some it's people are. There is tested. such a thing. There is such a thing. But the the reason um I want to just sort of bring up my wife's delivering me here today. She comes into your house and uh, three minutes uh, don't go by before she brings up ghosts. In spite of how disturbing that is for any. Yeah, man. Can you like? Can you stop her with I, that? She shit, right. Come I, on, dog. What did she say this time? I saw how it affected you. Know. I didn't hear what she said. I just know the ghost talk started immediately. I don't know, man. She says something about like, oh, there was the flash of a camera, and then there was <laughs> static, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, we were talking about God and spirits. I'm like, you're doing it right now. Why would you? Why are you gonna repeat it? What oh the fuck, my god, you... it's like you watching the damn fish. But 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 she brought you a flower. She did bring me a flower. That was very nice. Yeah. I felt very cute. Good, good. So, yeah, and we all took pictures, to but then she kept with the ghost shit uh, and uh, looking for any anytime lights flicker in your house, you're gonna, you're gonna unfortunately think of her and what she said and all this stuff. So, bro, it's okay. already a thing, man. The dog did it the other day. This motherfucker, I was I was in the other room, what like picking up a camera or something. He was like. Are you in the set B? I'm like, no. He's like, I see something moving. I'm like, could you fucking oh. with this? The air was on. You, you, I just, you know how it upsets him. You know how bad. Were fluttering, no, no, you, know? you, you get how it affects him, right? You know. Yeah, how but I also don't give a shit. You know? Yeah, dude. This is <laughs> here we are. documented. Yeah. Documented. So, so here we are back again. You supposed to be a good friend, and then throwing him under the bus again. Yo. Yep. Oh, unlike, okay. Unlike your so, true friend. So okay. So who I'm a bad. You? So I'm a bad friend. When I don't feed into this fucking ghost shit, but when any lets someone spike my drink, that's like, Nadav, get over it. Quit being a pussy. I Drew, didn't... you gotta, like, I don't understand well, let, these let's boundaries. Start with, let's start with up. the ghost stuff. 
Uh, certainly, you hearken from a heritage that has no ghost shit about the background. Uh, the, the Jews and our heritage and the background, lots of ghost stuff. Talk, lots of ghost talk. Oh yeah, we got tons yeah, of ghosts. Yeah, so you get you get that it's in the lexicon. Now it doesn't freak you out the way it freaks any out. But let's be respectful. This is his house. I I feel like we could talk about it a lot more liberally once we get to the new studios. Yeah, thank you. All right, we'll just let's table it. Let's table it. No, it's. I got so much other shit, guys. All right, yeah, yeah let's get into I got so shit. much All stuff. Right, yeah, fuck this ghost shit. Let's uh, go. Uh, oh, I got so much stuff, but I want to get some emails. You guys have great emails and great voice messages. I'm, I'm gonna, and I, I really th- was thinking when I was coming into Austin, I was thinking I cannot wait to to do something useful. Uh, people are a little freaked out. Uh, by people, I mean you know people in my life and people around my life about uh, Susan and my frank conversations. So I thought I'd like to get back a little bit to the. Uh, Helping guys out. So here we go. Where's my foreplay? Uh, I'm Emily, 30-year-old female with a high sex drive. I'm in a healthy relationship, having sexy time. My boyfriend, unfortunately, sexy time doesn't happen as often as I'd like. I'm always the one initiating. I enjoy being touched down there, and he usually will just cut to the chase. I'm not the one pleasuring him, if I'm not the one pleasuring him. What are some ways I can get to be more involved, interested in initiating fun time? Oh, my goodness. Initiating fun time with my lady bits. For reference, we have sex about once a week. Well, Emily, uh, twice a week is sort of average. Like, like one and a half times a week is actually average for many couples that are well-established. One and a half? Yeah, two. One and a half to two. But one and a half, you know, mathematically, it just sort of works out. That oh, way. okay. It's not just like a... <laughs> no, oh, there's yeah, no half just edging for there's this no, no, there's no, no, no scissoring or anything. But um, but uh, this sort of sucks what she's talking about here. I mean, the fact that I've always confused when guys won't take directions. Gentlemen, just... just Any of you may not necessarily agree with this, but let, let me just hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. You okay. aim to please. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so if somebody has a specific request, we want to hear it. Oh, my God. I need to hear it. Right. I need to hear and, it. Thank you. <laughs> I need to, too, Annie. Yeah. Um, and, and Nadav, you're not as uh, ringing in as with quite so, so much enthusiasm here. Yes? Well, I, I was uh, nodding my head vigorously. Okay, all right, good. All right, so, so th- we want, and usually we only need a couple of, uh, nudges, right? We 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 don't need to be told many times. We'll, no. we'll get right to it. Yeah. So I'm guessing she hasn't been made it clear. She, and and the other thing you've got to be with males is you have to be you have to be explicit. You have to go. I need sex three times a week. We we need like specific directions. And here's what foreplay is to me. When when we hear foreplay, you know, we just figure. Uh, you know, just the tip or something. We we can go. Who knows where we go with our ideas of foreplay? For for women, sometimes foreplay means dinner, uh, and you have to be super 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 clear if that's important to you. And you and weirdly, I don't know why God put this in place, but women feel somehow like they're spoiling it if they if they're explicit like that. Like, oh, I shouldn't have to. You have to. We're 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 wired a little differently, and this guy in particular is wired differently. He wants to just get right to it. He thinks that's what you want. You guys agree with me, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the less experience you have, yeah, that you think that basically until you get that everyone is different, you un, you assume that everyone wants what you want. So if you're turned on, you're, you're like, this is great. Okay, this so so we are right. as men. We are this this whole gender neutrality and everyone's the same and stuff gives men the message that whatever they're experiencing sexually is what women experience, and it's not the same. Uh, one thing I came to late in life is that much of our sexual erotic energy is exclusively in and around the penis, while for women, it's distributed all over their body. Did you guys know that? 
Right, the old androgynous <laughs> zones, right? Well, uh, whatever they used to talk about in the 60s and 70s, but I think it just it's just in, chakras in, and such. Well, and he was kind of giggling all knowingly. What do you what do you think in there? Um, you just I don't know, I'm just picturing all over her body. I don't yeah, know. That. Yeah, just, that's right. And <laughs> sorry, and, and you have to that, that's exactly right. And, and so so it it's literally distributed. And, and so for us, we think, "Oh, that's where it's all happening is on the genitalia." If you do that, you're you're missing most a lot of the experience for a female. Remind me to bring this up with my wife. <laughs> Did she skip the foreplay with you, Drew? N- no, uh, she taught me this. To and, not and, skip foreplay, and, and I and I think she, she might have a lot to say about it. Is all I'm saying. So, a, a so we, woman, we can learn something. A good woman is behind every good behind every good man that that fucks right is <laughs> is a good woman. You know what I'm saying? You you can't know unless you're taught. They teach you the way, bro. They teach you to fuck, bro. They teach you the way. <laughs> Shout out to women. <laughs> Who is it? Who we shout out to? Uh, just just women in general. Women in general. Do we have somebody we should specifically thank in your in your camp? Uh, is there a name? Nah, thank you, I, Wendy. I love all thank y'all. you, Sarah. I love First names, hey, second yo. names, hey, last yo. names. <laughs> just, just, uh, uh, we could just use Mrs. Uh, uh, Robinson. Right. Just use. Uh, uh, my God, initials? Oh, my brain. Hey, so, they know who they are. Okay, all right, good, good. Hey, Hitler, now I thought my ass was tip-top Magoo. You're not from your mom's it house. just means pristine. Magoo. Okay. Yeah. Is, that, is that a mom's house saying? I think, uh, I think I've heard Joey Diaz say that a lot, uh, okay, tip-top okay. Magoo. Okay, However, after asking my... Then good, you are from your mom's house. Asking my boyfriend and my sister if they experienced the same sensation when they browned, I realized I might be full of... Something full of ass, essentially. Every time that I need to brown, I get goosebumps on my booty cheeks. Am I messed up, or are the caboose bumps normal? Keep feathering. He's saying uh, when he need when they need to take a shit, then they get. He has so 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 called goosebumps or pile erection is really technically what's going on. You 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 have a little muscle at the believe it or not on your pore that attaches a muscle that attaches to your hair follicle that causes the hair to stand up and the follicle to sort of create a little bump. And that happens, that's what's called an autonomic stimulation. And any kind of visceral stimulation can cause that kind of thing. So it, it's you, it's normal in the sense that when you have a visceral activation uh, of the rectum, um, yeah, it can stimulate all kinds of weird, phys- you, know, you can sweat, you can get a runny nose, you can, you know, things that shifting your 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 tone of your autonomic nervous system is literally what's happening there. So speaking of which, um, speaking of Brown, uh, I had another episode of diverticulitis. Uh, oh no! Which uh, kicked the shit out of me this time. I'm sort of still at about eighty five percent, maybe ninety percent right now. Now, Adolf, have you you've told your story of woe on this show before? Yes. Yeah. Let's tell, let's tell it briefly again. So you've had this really for reals, right? Like I had a diverticulitis where they needed to operate on me. I've I've told the the you, the story on Honeydew, I believe, but essentially, um, I would get sick once every couple months, then once every month. And by sick, what was week. the what was the experience? Like I'd I'd be like a a, a fever, chills, stuff like that. Weak. Yeah, super weak, super fatigued to the point where because what what diverticulitis is is. 
there's just pockets along your digestive tract or your colon or Cucolin. whatever. And so uh, food starts accumulating in those pockets and starts getting infected. And then just a little bit will start going to the bloodstream. And then it the go, at first it goes, it, what happens is it, it leaks into the peritoneum. You ever heard of peritonitis, mm-hmm. which is like an emergency? Well, it's localized peritonitis that your body kind of walls off, can turn into an abscess, can clear it, can be all kinds of things that are happening there locally. I think I've got some abscesses or something because this is getting like I, I'm never, I don't know. I, right, you've had a couple episodes I've had a, like yeah, in this, the last twelve months. Well, right? yes, I've had two in the last eight months that have been really nasty, and so I want to get the operation that you had. That well, is my plan. When was the last time you had a colonoscopy? I'm having one in two weeks. I'm yeah, I'd say I'd like to. I'd like to get in there, take a look around. Well, see but you if don't really see. We could get out. And- oh yeah, for sure. That, that's that's a necessary part of staging for the surgery. But but you don't get to see outside. Remember about inside the body and outside the body. So 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 diverticulitis is outside the body. A colonoscopy, excuse me, is inside the body. A colonoscopy, the entirety of looking through the colon is outside the body. Hold on, so, you said you said the colon is. The, the the lumen. Ooh, I'm distorting myself. The lumen, the tube. The so the the fiber optic instrument that is the colonoscopy instrument goes mm. down the tube, the hole in the center, yeah, the which butt. is outside the body. The hole in the center. The hole. The, it blows right, up right. the colon and looks around. May just take a picture. Get a colonoscopy image up there. Colonoscopy colon or whatever. And and you but because you're inside the lumen, you can't see what's going on outside. Uh, let's see image. No, no, no. They're on the far, far right, far right. Okay, that's all outside the body. That picture, uh, that's in, in, that's that's blown up with air. The instrument pushes air in, so you can look around and see polyps and tumors and things. And you go all the way up to the cecum, and and that's it. The ileocecal valve you can often see and stuff. And but you see how if there was a look at diver, look at diverticuli, uh, colonoscopy diverticuli. And you'll see, you'll see the pockets, but you can't see what's inside the body. I'm certain everybody's fascinated by, <laughs> by this medical lecture. Uh, yeah, losis is fine. Or lie. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, on the far, the upper left, the upper left there. You see all those, all those little pockets, right? Yeah. Those are That's bad diverticulosis. That's nasty. Uh, I'm hoping I don't look like that because you can even see that in that case, you can see that there's some scarring that's actually distorting the nice round lumen or the triangular lumen that you normally see in the colon. But you can't see outside the body. I, I mean, inside the body. You can't see outside the colon. And that you have to get a CAT scan or an MRI. So I'm guessing that's in my future. So I want to get back to the operation. How was it? How how was it? Was it long to recover from? Because I'm sick of this. I'm tired of it. I want to feel myself again. This knocks the shit out of me every time I have it. Um, I mean, I would actually uh, compare it to <laughs> Potter's cyst that we operated on. You mean it was really fast recovery? Um, well, I mean, the, a similar recovery in that, like, you know, you have an abscess because they did a, a, a an arthroscopy. Is that right? They did a laparoscopy. They did it without cutting you in the middle. Right. right? Like they yeah. just made like two or three small incisions. I love incisions. it. I love that. I want to make sure. I want. Um, I want. To, I don't really know technically how often they can do laparoscopy versus what's called a celiotomy. So that's one of the things I want to know. So good, right. you had a laparoscope, so even though that. you were an emergency procedure. Did you need a colostomy? Well, because uh, we did a colectomy. So no, I didn't need a colostomy. So back, sometimes but, when it's infected, you have to bring a colostomy up, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to finish this I, infection before but, I did. But that. I will say that it kind of took a while to be able to get to surgery, like. 
performance because uh, when I first got hospitalized, they had no idea what was causing it. Yeah, yeah. So I was super inflamed. I was in the hospital for like 10 or 12 days. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time they figured out what it was, they're like, all right, well, you have way too much inflammation for us to even operate on. Ah. So you need to wait now six months till you calm down. Oh, six months later. And I had to be on the, uh, <laughs> what, what's the? Uh, Flagyl and Cipro? FODMAPs? No. Oh, FODMAP diet. Yeah. yeah. I'd be on a FODMAP diet for those six months. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. You're giving me a lot of good information. This is interesting. Well, Dr. Nadav's here to help. Yeah, and I appreciate it because I was hoping, I was looking for this. Because that, So that means I'll probably have to wait four to six months myself before I get right. this you, thing. You got to get all your inflammation God damn it. Down. I, I got to make sure I don't get it again in the meantime, which is thus the FODMAP diet, which is sort of what I follow anyway. The fact that I got it again, one, one of the curious things. Right, because you're a, you're a carnivore. So it's yeah. like, who knows? Maybe your inflammation's already pretty down. Well, and one of the curious things about these last two episodes of, uh, well, three of the two of the last three, they both followed COVID. So I've had COVID twice, and exactly two weeks after COVID, I got diverticulitis. Isn't that interesting? You know, Doctor Nadav wants to kind of, uh, you know, get a cause and effect here, and I have to I have to think these two are related. I, I would think they're related. We can't prove it, but it's interesting. So it knocks down the immune system or something. So and it fucks your around body with can't inflammation. Also, it. yeah, right? yeah. So who knows? So anyway, uh, tell me about the surgery because so, that's the thing I'm putting off. I'm like, God damn, I don't want that surgery, but I also don't want a colostomy. And if I go in when I'm really infected. That's a possibility. And when I right. told Mrs. Pinsky that, she's like, uh, get the damn surgery. <laughs> so she does not want a patient with a colostomy. Yeah. I mean, now, this just proves that I love her more than she loves me. Because <laughs> she get a colostomy and it would still be on. You understand? You understand, gentlemen? Any? Do I have, do I have a yeah. man? Any, you get me? I don't know what a colostomy is. Oh, that's What's unfortunate. That? Well, it's, let's show him. It's, oh, cool. It's let's when show. I feel like I don't want Well, to know. no, let's show him first. It's when you can't use no, your No, no, butt. no. Okay. Well, let's show him. Let's just, I'll describe it to him. But let's see him. Get the image first. I don't want to get. I want to bias him with any description of what it is. Okay. You understand? All right. Here we go. Colostomy. I'm only seeing you guys, so I can't. Uh, no. You got to switch me to the. I got you. Yeah. So you uh, see it. Okay. Uh, the, the butt the, stops. Okay. Working. The guy. The man. The picture of the man there. The the actual picture. Yeah. You see what's happening there? That that Ugh. you they bring the that's an ileostomy. They bring the ilium up to the surface. You'll be on the other side, and then you bring colon up, but it's still the same idea. You're bringing the bowel to the surface, so everything heals inside. You don't, and then you hook it back up again afterwards. But right. These, you can't use your butt for a while, so they yeah. move your butt to your stomach. Exactly. Any, you still with me? You have a bag. That you they still with me, Any? Well, what's the fucking question? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Do you I, want this? No, nah, man. I'm out, bro. I'm out. We good. Did you know there was such a thing as this? No, man. I didn't need to know. Okay. Well, you do need. Well, we need no. to bring you into the real world, my friend. You'll be. You'll be. You won't be worrying about ghosts once I finish with you. You'll be thinking what could, what could actually happen to you. So, so, yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's an ileostomy, or a, and I would have a colostomy. It would be a different site. Um, Wait a minute. What? If that's like your butt, technically, does it like? It shits. Yes. You no, have to, not that. You don't need a wipe with the shit. No, 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 no. Oh, he's and, talking about sex. He wants, to, he wants to have out. anal sex with yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That that has been. Um, is that possible? Uh, I th isn't that in the? Um, you want that? No, no. Hang on. Isn't that in the uh, <laughs> the Rocky Rocky Horror Picture Show? Isn't there something about that? Where someone fucks a colostomy bag wound? No. Well, there's some movie. There's some crazy movie where that is discussed. Uh, and it's probably a you know a Charlie Waters thing. What, was that his name? Chuck Waters? That's something Waters. Uh, like John Pink, Waters? John Waters, like Pink Flamingo or something. 
And and uh, yeah, yeah, any your your brain uh, evidently is not that unusual. I, though I've always thought it was a little unusual. <laughs> no, it's uh, unusual. Men, yeah, men think, think that is. way. It's men think un- that way. Yes. I don't uh, think a lot of not men a good idea. To me and are like, oh, I, I'll, not I'll put a good my idea. dick in that. Not a good idea. I wasn't yeah. even saying put my dick in it. I'm just wondering if it was like if it could be sensitive, and so you could like kind of use it. Oh you know, no, 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 no. Like that. Oh, no. Okay, well that's not. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, see. I mean, and he wants to please his partner. You see how that yeah. works? He just wants to make somebody happy. Play, baby. No, yeah, Good they'll you, love man. this, dude. <laughs> Good for you, my friend. I still so. want to make her feel like a person, okay? Because <laughs> he looks like a fucking alien. <laughs> I love her. You hear the weed laugh? <laughs> what a mensch you are. <laughs> so, so, so get me back to the surgery, my friend. So how, yeah. many, how, how was the recovery? So it was... Because I had, I don't know if this is normal for all of these operations, but I definitely needed to have a drain in there for a while. So uh, it can be, yeah, yeah. So you had a Jackson. They pulled that out all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> One day you went in, they went whoosh, yanked it out. Well, no. So I had it going for right. I had it going for a while, and then I think that site got infected for a bit. Oh my god! So then they were like, "All right, well, let's just <laughs> squeeze all the infection out of this, oh, and geez. then take out the drain." Oh boy! And then I had to. So you had complications. Sound. I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah. I thought that was just kind of par for the course. No, it sounds like it's not. No, you must have been really. They must have found an abscess when they went in there. I mean, I was really sick. Did dur- during that whole recovery? Were you in the hospital the whole time? Uh, I was in the hospital for 12 days the first time and then about, I think, a week the second time. God damn it. I don't want to have this operation anymore. <laughs> so, and, and so, and I guess they found an abscess when they went in there. Is that true? Well, yeah. So they found, uh, there was a 10 centimeter tract in my colon okay. where they were like, uh, this is rough, but this is literally the only place that we're seeing the pockets. So no, they, no, I understand they took out 10 centimeters, but there must've been alongside of it, something infected, which is why they, they put the drain in. I'm suspecting. Well, I, I don't know if the drain was was part of the plan initially. But, right, right, But right. then once they took the drain out, then it's you have to do like the, you know, stuff it with gauze, switch it out every day until it closes up on its own. That wasn't fun. So as long as, yeah, I, I'm, I'm less enthusiastic oh, about this. And I had a pick line after that first visit. For the IV antibiotics. Yeah, for about like two weeks. So, you know, uh, Mr. Potter and I had another experience together. Are you aware of this? Uh, are you talking about what you did last time you were here? Oh, yeah. All right. Let yeah. me take this colostomy off the screen. Uh, so Andy can come back into his body. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's funny. So um, are you talking about the, I can't uh, the remember thing? the neck thing. Was that has that happened? Yeah, we did. We did that on the show. Oh, that's right. He called in. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Well, there was more to it. Yeah, it, it went on. Um, I saw him in my office uh, about a week ago. How'd that go? Good. I'm glad he's a good patient. Believe it or not, uh, when when he's yeah. actually in a in a, once he has insurance and he's not so scared and he's sort of in a structured environment, he he's like once direction he takes it, and uh, he should be seeing an ENT like right about now uh, to have defi- I think today to having definitive procedure done. ENT so, for yeah, people it, at home. O- that's a which is a um, otolaryngologist, ear, nose, yep. and throat specialist, neck. Mm-hmm. So. So I sent him to somebody that uh, was one of my psych interns way back in the day, and now she's a very fine neck surgeon. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But back to my – I'm almost done with diverticulitis. Let me just say that uh, it, this episode in particular <clears throat> bonded me to any. Yeah. yeah to any? Did. Oh, why? I had the what diverticulitis. Because I – because <laughs> – no, I was also I, was, I I wanted information from you, and I you you and I already share that, but it was that 
I didn't, because I was obstructed by all the infection, I didn't have a bowel movement for 10 days. Whoa. Yeah. Hell yeah. And How it was feel, it, dog? not good. Oh, that's unfortunate. It, it was not good. <laughs> and, and because I had all that inflammation down there, it was also painful. Oof. So yeah. I had to do stuff to get things through. That was not, I don't, I didn't dig it. I, I don't understand the, the ninja colon that you've got. It seems unpleasant to me. Yeah, that's how it starts, man. You know, you figure it out, you get used to it, and then eventually it's normal. And you then, get control over it. So, so was it painful for you at the beginning? Uh, it, I mean, it was impossible for me in the beginning. Like, as a kid, it, I couldn't do it because I wasn't like, my muscles weren't strong enough. So, 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 so right, slow down now. So, as a kid, how long would you make it before it's, what, would you have an accident or would you run to yeah. the toilet? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was at school. I used to shit my pants like in fucking, in school. I did it multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Was because. Until what age? Uh, fuck. I mean, I was in like third grade, so. Thank you for sharing. I don't but, know. But eight, that's a lot boy. to a third, you know, an eight-year-old yeah, boy, nine-year-old boy. Nine-year-old boy, that would be like, oh, my God, shattering. So yeah. what, because there was so much you were trying to get into shape there, was, was it a large delivery well it wouldn't all come out it would just be like you know i just couldn't hold it all in so there'd be like some that would kind of just pinch out and then now now i just feel like shit okay right, now there's a like metric shit. ton that's coming out so, so, just yeah. a little bit so <laughs> what would you do would you would you excuse yourself or would you wait for recess or what would you do <laughs> there's multiple things <laughs> okay so i mean i started i used to do it because it would always happen at the end of the day because in the morning you're fine but by the end of the day you ate so much that you need to so then it, it would happen, but by the end of the day, I was in like a like a YMCA type thing, like after. Daycare. So so it was like a daycare, daycare. thing. A yeah. Day. So would you be running around and it would happen, or would you be sitting at a desk? Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. As, so you have all experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but was there would, ever a was there ever like a bad one where it kind of rolled out? Um, I mean, they were all bad. It was fucking. You know, it smells instantly, even if a of little course. bit comes out. Of I course, mean, everyone true. smells it, but. I used to just uh, blame other people for it, and I, I got a lot of people in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesse, Jesse's the worst. I'm sorry, Jesse. I fucked that nigga up. That was that was rude. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Was Jesse was Jesse a friend of yours, or was he just somebody you bullied? <laughs> Not after that. No, so, he he was. Uh, so should we call Nadav doing a Jesse when he uh, strikes your drinks? Uh, Is that doing a Jesse? You mean call me? No. Uh, I'm no, not Nadav. spiking anything of any's. Any spiking my shit. No, oh, that's right. Anything. The other way around. Should we call you a Jesse? No. When you do that shit? Okay, no. Okay, wait, okay. wait. Why Wait. Why would I call me the... No, Jesse... Because you're throwing you're me in doing, front of a you're, train. You're and doing that's a Jesse. Jesse. You're doing a Jesse. Just a, just yeah. a code name for somebody, you know, yeah. acting out you're their shit on somebody projecting else. projecting Jesse onto me. Exactly. And then you're like, I'm going to make this... The dove's man, I'm confused. Okay, it's not that. I'm having a so bit of a rough it's, it's time. A good, because it's not a good analogy. Okay, <laughs> so so poor Jesse got the got the blame aggressively. This is your this is your antisocial stuff, right? This was, is this was oh that was probably one of the first like yeah 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 that was one of the first times when I would dissociate because I mean it was just so dude that would be the world ending if someone found oh, out. oh for an eight year old or nine year old my god eight, yeah yeah it's a big deal so and so, so, so someone, would you would you like how would you hold it in your underwear how did it not find its way to the floor uh, or did it well because no because I because I've always been constipated so it's hard it's not like it's not gonna fall you know what I'm saying well it's a small amount and yeah. it's like a rock in your in your underwear if mm -hmm. you don't have tight tight underwear that shit's going to the floor oh I did. I had tight, tight underwear. Yeah. So it's always stay in the diaper. Always oh, stay in there. Yeah. Oh, so you, yeah. were you diaper? worried? Well, I'm just saying. No. I, were, I, were you worried that it would get out of the diaper and roll down your leg? Mm, I don't remember. I don't think so. Would you get to the bathroom fast enough to kind of deal with it? 
like I would I would you know wipe what I could up and then throw it in the toilet, but it was like it was still stains on the fucking. Did you throw the underwear chair. away or did you? Oh yeah, you threw it away. Yeah, I had fucking. And, and, <laughs> I just went through underwear. <laughs> and did your mom ever wonder what the fuck was going on? She did knew you? there was tons of times where it was so bad I had to call her and be like, "Hey, you got to pick me up. I can't fucking. This is bad, bad." Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. It's it started like that when I was a kid, but eventually now I don't. Bro, I'm telling you, I can go a month. It's fine. Right. Now your body works for you. No, yes. I know you, you've uh, secured ninja status. I understand that, but I'm fascinated by the evolution to ninja. And, yeah, and, it was a rough and, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Did mom ever ever like question what you were doing or why this was happening? Or You know, looking back, I don't know why she didn't, but no, she never really said I had to do anything about like, it. We need she to get just, some... some it well, cuz she's, she's mom you know she's like oh let me just help you I, i'll i'll well you know she yeah. wasn't like you're shitting yourself too much <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even say like this is a pro- like why are, why is this happening she was just like oh it's okay like i got how you often, you had a good mom yeah she's how, a mom how often did it actually happen i don't know maybe shit i'm going to say we're talking about. like <laughs> over under a year like how many times in no, a year no 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 like month in a month I wouldn't say more than once. Once like, a month. Yeah. Okay. So like mom that. mom has, you know, she's like not paying attention. And as parents, we have denial, right? We don't want to see anything wrong. And you Yo, seem fine. God, you're healthy. That's totally right? You're thinking, oh, you know, he's probably exerting himself. He's, you know, he's at the YMCA. He's running around with the kids and he'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> shit just happened to slip out his fucking ass again. Well, it's yeah, not it's like, like he's <laughs> filling his diaper. He's he just sort of just just a little pinching a little loaf there for it. And it's you know whatever that is. I don't know. He'll outgrow it. He'll outgrow it. As I'm sure what he was she was thinking. But but what I what I also like about this is it's your early antisocial stuff. You mm-hmm. know, which we which which is never going to go away. It's it's in you and in mm. you and and you can soften it. You can really. And I've noticed lately it's it's softer for some reason. Am, am I right on that? Well, my dissociation is softer. No, no, you're um the remember my the antisocial shit? stuff we measured. We were doing those personality inventories. Mm, yeah, and, and I said, look, so this is all antisocial stuff. You can't trust, and you know those kinds of things, mm. and 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 using other people to blame for your shit mm-hmm. is is part of that phenomenon, and and it, that's the early stages of this thing. Hmm? Yeah, but yeah. you're saying what that, that I'm, I do that less now. You you seem softer now, yeah. Since we've been talking about it, yeah. Mm-mm. No, I'm just no. just it's just your it's just for me. Maybe maybe you're just um, maybe I'm getting more comfortable with you. Maybe that's what it is. What, that's what, probably it. What do you see, Nadav? Uh, that he's either the same or possibly worse from, <laughs> from the last Wait, uh, antisocial test. <laughs> why? What's he doing? I don't know. Just like from the move, it's just like he's like, uh, you know, I just got my inner circle, and we're gonna keep it like that. Uh, you know? yeah, well, no, it's isolated. Well, because like over the over the holidays, I was like, hey man, I'm having people over for Thanksgiving, you know, because like all of us just moved here, like we don't have any family out here. Yeah. And then he, and he's just like, uh, no nah, man, I don't do stuff in the holidays. I'm not, you know, I'm straight. It was like, oh, okay, I'm straight. Dude. <laughs> I'm not gay like you. What yeah, you I don't know. So I'm like, he's like, you mean to tell me that people that are like friends that like don't have people to hang out with, you hang out yeah, with each other? I don't not, understand that. You're concept. You're, you're putting into you're, you're sticking socially avoidant into antisocial, which is not a big feature of it. He's just isolating a little bit. He doesn't want to be hassled. He's building his nest. I I, I don't see that as the same thing at all. But that was like for a full like two months. I, I get it. I, that's how he is. Like he, he, look, he's way better now. Yeah. Like he's softened since then, but I think the holidays just, no. And he should have shook his head I, I at think, me. So he's let, saying let that me, he gets the same? Let me, know, let, me, let, me, let me point this out. And, and he, let me just, this is for you. You What's tell up, me baby? if I'm on to anything at all. That, that you have a lot of tender emotions that you hide. 
and, oh, and I feel like we're eh, seeing them a little bit more than we used to. Mm, little emotions? bit. Emotions, man. I, I saw you with a flower today. Yeah, I don't think well, I would have yeah, seen that two years ago. But that was your. That was just. I'm just saying, yeah. you're showing it to us a little bit. You it's saw okay. it two seconds after Susan dropped it off. I'm for just me. saying that that's, <laughs> that's to me is softening. It's just softening. Where we it, don't worry. It's, I, no one's gonna do say anything or do anything. It's no, just, I'm not worried. What, but she yeah. just gave me a flower. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, like, you know, I, I appreciate it. It's a flower, but she got me the flower. I don't understand. Right, I didn't right. ask for a flower. Okay, right. okay. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> pardon me. Excuse me. Take, take it all back. You're an asshole. Okay, you're an asshole. <laughs> so it's okay. It's like. <laughs> uh, I can't win. <laughs> all I'm saying is, I, I, uh, the direction you're going seems healthy. Is all I'm saying, and I'm going to bet that that will lead to some sort of relationship, like a romantic one that has uh, more legs to it than you're used to having. That's all I'm saying. It's a, it's a good thing for you. That's all. I'm going to make a little prediction. That's mm -hmm. a real interesting time and thing for you to say today, Be because that's kind of happening. Well, you know. I, you know, you don't tell us anymore. Don't tell us. Bring, bring it around next time or next week. It was week. a, it was a good night. I'll yeah, yeah, good for you. That, you know good for you. But, but don't, um, don't freak out about it. Go, go slow. <laughs> be, be casual. Be cool. Um, because, because you get too close too fast, it's gonna freak you out. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, already kind of freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's all right. But stay out. with it. Stay with it. Stay with she, it. She got me breakfast. That's stay funny. with That's it. Let me, let me, if you have, if you start, if you start to get weird, call me. Okay. Cause I'll talk you through Ooh, it. Ooh, this is actually pretty sweet. Dr. Drew's going to yeah. be your relationship sponsor. Yeah. I'll be on call. Okay. That's it's, rad it, as shit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause, cause I, I, you know, we talked, you, you, when we, when we diagnosed you, when we, you know, went through all those testing and stuff, yeah. you, you accepted it and you thought, yeah, I'd like to change some of that stuff. And I think you've been doing it. I think you've been changing some of it. So that's good. It's all good. And, and by the way, there's no personality characteristic, unless you have a personality disorder, which I don't believe you do, unless you have a personality disorder, all personality aspects, qualities, can be their assets or liabilities. They're not all one or all the other. You know what I'm saying? So the liability with the stuff you have is it makes it hard to have close relationships. That's the big liability. It's also hard to empathize in certain situations. But the asset is you can you can set good boundaries and you can take care of yourself. Thus, no Thanksgiving dinner for Nadav. See? He, that's him just taking care of himself at the time. He's like trying to set himself up here. All right, you guys. You're, I, I'm boring, even you. When I was 19, I was I was diagnosed. You were doing fine. You were yeah. you were getting under the hood, and he was finally hearing stuff you needed to hear. He he, he is. Maybe, He's I hearing. Know. I I I know it's happening. I just I can feel it, and and I hope it just keeps up because it'll be to your benefit. That's all. And and these, whenever people you know label personalities, um, you got to be careful because it's never all good and all bad. It's just the liability. Like you know, there's lots of narcissists today, right? Well, narcissism, you know, if you're a leader and you're walk, heading up San Juan Hill, Teddy Roosevelt, severe narcissist, severe. But it made him think and feel invincible and go up San Juan Hill. Now, uh, if you're married to him, uh, he may not empathize with you. He may not show his emotions. There may be some all kinds of frustrations. It's not all good, not all bad. It's just humans. Right. It's a we time have, and a place for it. We have, we have, We have just... We all have our shit. We all have it. And this person has anxiety disorder and panic. Here we go. Worst of it lasted about three years. Thankfully, the symptoms have long since passed. In the middle of a particularly bad panic attack in 2011, the world around me suddenly seemed to go out of existence. 
like I was dreaming wide awake. Imagine having had a bad trip, but you're sober. It turns out I developed depersonalization, derealization. That's exactly what she's talking about. I think it's a she, yeah. Uh, which lasted for a better part of a year. I never got a clear answer as to why that happened or exactly what occurs in the brain that triggers dissociation or why it lasts so long. It, it was uh, it was some seriously scary shit. So, Jeans, uh, uh, Mommy, Pedge, P-E-J, think of the female or male? P-E-J, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say female, okay. I'm going to say non-binary. Non-binary, okay, they. Pedge, they. So, I had exactly this phenomenon when I was 19. I personally had anxiety with panic and depersonalization, derealization. Derealization, wait, what it is It is the that? most unpleasant experience you what can possibly, it's just what mean? your body does when it's in situations that it perceives to be panic-inducing helplessness. What it is, is your body preparing for strike, essentially, being torn apart. When it goes, you, you literally, some people see themselves hovering above their body. Some people see their world down a tunnel. The really unpleasant part about it is you feel like you don't exist. Like some, you're looking out of a you're looking out of a camera and there's nobody looking. It's a very weird feeling. It's very odd. And when you're young, it's extremely distressing and it makes the panic worse. So you had generalized anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder, which is something I contend with on a regular basis. I, I would say that the first time I realized how bad my general anxiety disorder was is when I was a I was well into my medical career. I needed a hernia repair. And before the operation, they filled me with Versed's, which is a Valium-like drug. And I remember being wheeled down the hall to surgery going, oh, this is what it feels like to be awake and not anxious. <laughs> I've never experienced this before. Because <laughs> I didn't know I was that anxious all the time. And I had lots of therapy. And my therapy, you know, first, <laughs> I was mismanaged terribly. And I, like you, had this disorder for like two years. So what I did at the time was I got my shit together in the world. It was a time when I didn't have a lot of um, good sense of myself, you know, who I was and what, was, what I was going to do. And I got at that. I got going, my science training, I got the medical school, I got these things in place that were very, very meaningful to me and gave me purpose and gave me a place in the world and helped me understand who I am. So doing, so working from the outside in can be helpful right? So get at it, go work, do things in the world, particularly if you're a male, that tends to be very, very important. And then there's an inside out component as well, which is I did not have a very tight connection between my primary emotions that come out of your body, so-called feelings, and my experience of them. They were disconnected. And so feelings- What do you mean by that? Yeah, oh boy. We're gonna, it, it's, it's hard if you've never experienced it, but a lot of people- when you're growing up, you need, and like under age eight, particularly under age five, you need a lot of face-to-face -face time. What happens is our bodies have feelings. We express it. We cry. We do all kinds of things when we're kids. And mom, I'm going to use mom as the paradigm, comes up to us and studies us. First thing she does is like, go, what's going on? And then as soon as she gets a hint in her body of what's being experienced, she reflects it on her face with what's called a second-order representation. And the child then sees that as a representation of the feeling. So, oh, I, that is my feeling. That's my feeling so I can identify it so it's not so scary. And then she offers some soothing uh, affect alongside of that, some vocal prosody, you'll be okay. They use the sing-songy voice. Our ear tunes to that. There's all kinds of vagal nerve functions. A guy named Stephen Porges worked this all out that give us that mechanism of, of socio-emotional rapport, and it builds the connection 
between our emotions, our feelings in our body, and our second-order understanding of them and our ability to regulate them. If your parents traumatized you any, or if you had trauma like you and I did, you, you, you don't get a good connection there. And when feelings get intense, you dissociate, which is what you do, or you just have anxiety, which is what I had. And when the anxiety got bad enough, I depersonalized, which is another form of, of dissociation. Does that all make wow. sense? Yeah. Is that all fitting? I think, yeah. I think if I'm anybody's interested in reading it. more of it, uh, Steve, uh, Stephen Porges, Peter Fonagy, uh, uh, Alan Shore. If you go over to uh, my website, I have an interview with Alan Shore where he talks about this. It's an, I think it's an, an Ask Dr. Drew streaming show. Um, there's many podcasts I did with Stephen Porges and Dr. Shore. And then Peter Fonagy has got some lectures online if you want to learn more about this. But it's the basic fundamentals of therapy. So any when I say therapy could be helpful for you, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. It's just that face-to-face time of building that connection of, of having a feeling, seeing it in somebody else, then metabolizing it and sending it back to us so we can regulate it better. Is that all making sense? We don't think about one skull anymore. We think about two skulls. It's mm. interpersonal neurobiology. Stop Wait, worrying about one person two, psychology. That two was, skulls. Two skulls. Two skulls are the answer. And lower testosterone. Here we go. Uh, Dr. and Booth boys, I'm in the military and our doctors are notorious for refusing to prescribe most things, especially testosterone. My doc said that a healthy range is from 100 to 900. <laughs> you see how big the range is? We don't know what a healthy range is. That's part of the problem. I was 350, so he pre- refused to prescribe. Two real questions. Is the bottom end right? Yeah, the bottom end is right, but that's a population number. We don't know what the number is supposed to be for a given individual. Usually, if you're up in six to eight hundred, you go well. You're in the higher end of normal, so it's probably good. When you're a three fifty four hundred, that might be normal for you. It certainly is not a compelling reason to replace testosterone if you are a young man. Second, can you force your testosterone to lower? I really think testosterone. Can you force your test to lower? No, you can't. I really think testosterone would help. Any advice? I also should discuss the type of urethroplasty that turns the penis into a hot dog. That got microwave too long. What? What? Let's look up urethroplasty hot dog. See, this guy's showing us something interesting. <clears throat> urethroplasty hot dog. Urethroplasty just means a repair of the urethra. I mean, I guess they're slicing open. Either slicing open the urethra. No, I think he's making a joke that it was like a hot dog. So it's just a. You're just slicing open the urethra, I think is what he's talking about for, along, the, along the long acid. There it is. There it is. The, the one I'll tell you the one he's talking about is right in the middle, three from the left on the bottom. The one, two, three, down. There you go. That's what he's talking about. Hey, good times. Good times. <laughs> Any? Goodbye. <laughs> have a nice, have a nice flight. I should have known better than to look that up. <laughs> well, he doesn't like medical stuff. It's interesting. You well, know, we I should get sliced sticks. I don't think you know what? I likes. should get my friend uh, Nicole and Jemmy in here to do a show with us sometime. She's a medical pathologist and she likes showing sort of medical extremes and, and, and sort of stumping physicians with that. Does that sound interesting to you guys? Yeah, we'd love that. Oh, I think we should do that. Okay, so anyway, um, dude, you're a young man. You should not be supplementing testosterone unless you're obese or you're on medication that lower your testosterone. Low testosterone is not a diagnosis any more than fever is a diagnosis. This is, don't call me daddy again. This is, is this is, I get driven crazy by this one as well, as well as semen is in the testicles. Your testosterone, the reason it's 100 to 900 is because the range of normal is quite wild. It's actually maybe even one, 
It may be 100 to 1,200 in some lab ranges. It's wild how what the given level should be for a given male. It's all over the place. If you're feeling low energy and you know low libido and that kind of stuff, mood is much more likely to be a problem. Sleep is more likely to be a problem. Exercise and um, the weight loss, get, get your lean body mass better. That all is the way you deal with those kinds of symptoms. You don't take a hormone from outside that can cause potentially. Look at all this. Look at all the the uh, uh, bodybuilders. They're dying. They're dying a lot now. They take massive doses of all this stuff, but it all increases shear forces on your arteries. It might change your lipid metabolism. Could increase your risk of prostate cancer. We don't know. Why do you want to do that? Why would you do that? It's unnecessary. If you are a seventy year old man who you know, used to have an, a 900 level and now it's 200 and you're feeling shitty, okay, I'd like to take testosterone, but I have prostate cancer, but I don't. And my testosterone is 850 because uh, I get it measured all the time with my PSA. Uh, and yet I know it's not normal for go. me. I know that's not normal for me. I know it's off. I know really I, I'm probably normally 950 something. I can tell I'm not myself, but guess what? Uh, it's okay. You know, you don't, you don't want to do this, so... Everybody, uh, oh, with so, me? so you could feel like your level dip, even if it, say if you're like 950, you could it goes down to 850, you feel that difference. I think you could, I think some people can, I think some people can. It just, it, it, it you know, where I really feel is when I work out, I, you know, lift heavy weights and stuff, and some of it is my joints and stuff, but the, the muscle metabolism is altered, and you know, that's aging. There's, there's other things involved in aging, but testosterone is a big feature of that, so I, I don't know, just that's where I experience a lot of it. So, anyway, uh, let's hear some voice messages. Hey, Dr. Drew, this is Dylan. I'm just checking in and seeing how you're doing. No, really. I'm I'm actually trying to ask you a question about shit. Specifically Brown. hot shit. Specifically dragon ass. Specifically whenever I'm having pretty much diarrhea and it's steaming hot. I mean fucking hot. Um, what What is that? What, why? I mean, it's burning my asshole right now. Like, I, I just got out of the toilet. It is burning my asshole right now, still to this moment. Five minutes later, could you please just give me the information, please? I'm well, I, I, I'm crazy okay. over here with this burning asshole, yeah, man. Yeah. You got to help me, Drew. Well, got to help. Yeah. Got to help. Okay, dude. Uh, uh, all right. I guess I'm gonna be coming up in May. You bet. See you. Okay. So I, I am. You know, what I think about burning diarrhea, I normally think about capsaicin, which is a molecule that's it's a it's a, it's a chemical that's in peppers and things like that and spices and just the way it burns the mucosal lining of your mouth right you know see the lining of your mouth and tongue is different than your skin right it's an external covering of your body but it has different properties it's more it's more sensitive it things can penetrate and capsaicin is one of those things and your assholes very similar that part of your asshole at least down sort of in the anal verge area is very similarly sensitive. It's not really colon. It's just it's between skin and colon. It's it's a different kind of tissue. Mm. And now what what's interesting is sometimes people get burning just from a a bacterial diarrhea. I think. And you know what? That is just from irritation because the 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 diarrhea irritates as it comes out, and you can get sort of inflammation there, and so everything going through kind of hurts. So that's it. And mm. and by the way. Cortisone cream, you you know, one percent cortisone cream you get over the counter can be helpful for that. Another one. Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to call in to talk about this weird feeling I get whenever I draw blood or something's injected into me. I sit in the parking lot right now, just got my blood drawn, but like I can't stop laughing. 
Oh, that's interesting. Like, I just sit out here in the parking lot and have, like, a weird little giggle fit to myself and this weird, like, sensation down my spine. I was like, I don't know if that's just, like, a, me trying to deal with the trauma because I'm not really scared of needles. It doesn't hurt or anything, but whenever someone draws my blood or I get stuff injected into my veins, I just get this weird feeling of, like, I don't know. It's almost like a euphoric sensation. But it'll make me giggle and laugh and like talk uncontrollably. So. Giddy makes you yeah, giddy. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. weird, or maybe there's a reason for it. But I'm interested to know. So yeah, keep it, mind tight. Don't call me daddy. It is interesting. You know, I always am talking about the autonomic nervous system on the show, right? The sympathetic, parasympathetic. Right. And when something violates your body, it activates that nervous system. And some people get a a sudden drop in their blood pressure. Uh, And that giddiness, I suspect, is the low blood pressure. And the feeling down the spine is your body increasing your vascular tone to try to bring that uh, blood pressure back up. But the giddiness uh, is some sort of unique property of your brain or your central nervous system. I don't know if it's the activation that causes a, a tickling sensation internally. That would be sort of a parasympathetic phenomenon. Or whether or not it's the actual lowering of the blood pressure suddenly that's making you what's literally encephalopathic. You're sort of not in your right mind, and part of that is being giddy. Is it possible that it's just like a uh, like he's actually way more freaked out about needles no. than he thought, uh, and, and no, this is no. just a defense mechanism? No, because fear is more of a conscious experience. This is just his body's autonomic response to having something violated. But I know and, when I've like gone through stuff, like uh, like like say for example, like you almost get into a car accident, and you're like, holy shit, that car was in my blind spot yes. and I didn't see him. Yes. Like so my reaction sometimes is just to start laughing uncontrollably, or if oh, bad shit happens to me medically, I just start laughing. That's, so um, you're kind of the same thing. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't know whether that has psychological properties to it. I don't think so. It feels, again, feels biological. Hmm. Uh, but it's, you know, it's much like when you lower someone's oxygen, they can get giddy, right? They get, giddiness is kind of a certain thing where they get sort of talkative and, 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 and chuckly, you know, and giggly. And low, low oxygen is how you do that. And so when your blood pressure drops, you low oxygen to the brain, you can get giddiness. Interesting. Uh, do we have a young lady with a mess with a question? I, I miss. It's been all males today. It seems like, which is great. I love you guys. But I need a little <laughs> female to mix it up. While you're looking yeah, for it, I'm here. A, I got you, lady. Okay, all right. Hi, Doctor Drew. Hi. I am a 24 year old female, mm-hmm. and I'm watching your last episode with the lovely Bispinski, mm-hmm. who mentioned that she can masturbate one to two times a day, and another female caller mentioned she can masturbate three to four times a day. I'm calling because I'm a little concerned as I can only masturbate like once every seven to ten days. Otherwise, my clit goes completely numb um, or becomes painful. So I guess my question is, how do I rejuvenate my clit nerves so that I can whack off more? Do I ice it? Is there any medication or supplement I can take? Thank you so much. Piss on me, beat me. God, I love her. Um. You're you're comparing yourself to the superstar athletes, right? Um, you're you're playing you're you're in little league and you're comparing comparing yourself to the majors. Uh, they, those and I didn't. By the way, that was new information on my wife uh, right here, right now. Uh, to to quote oh, RPC, so that was news to you. That was news to me. That's cool. uh, and believe me, it was not like that till she got on testosterone replacement. She was much like you. Did, did she give her name? This to call her? No, no. It, she was very much like you. In fact, we've had multiple conversations about that since her last appearance here, about that very issue. 
And she has been saying things like, like, how did, you know, you had patience and how did you, you know, how did you hang in there? And I told her I saw potential, saw potential for a world-class athlete there. And uh, lo, lo and behold, uh, get the right replacement therapies going and it's, it's on. Um, you could argue that that might be she may be on too high a dose a little bit uh, and, and she has messed around with her dosing a little bit and all that activity goes down. Uh, just And women are, women are so interesting. It's like whatever their body's doing is just what is. You know what I mean? It's like they don't, they don't, we, we all do, we do a lot of thinking about our stuff. You know, when we get, sh- we have a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of weirdness about what we're doing as men. They, they don't have that particularly. Uh, what they worry about is that they're normal, that their performance is up to par. And our, our caller here, it's perfectly normal, perfectly great. You're fine. Everything's, every, it, it's fine. Uh, it, it, as you have more estrogen, you get more receptivity. And more total body, I talked earlier about the, the body being you know, the total receptacle of, of sexual stimulation, and it's not all down in the genitalia. And as you get more progesterone and more testosterone, some women progesterone, others it shuts things down, you tend to get more sort of focused on, on genitalia. And testosterone, it turns out, is what drives masturbation, the drive to masturbate, the drive to orgasm, is a testosterone-mediated phenomenon. And you just have less of that right now. That's fine. You, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Be careful. The only the only thing about your call that it, I would say is cautionary is uh, you can desensitize the clitoris if it if you're really using a high level of stimulation with a you know a heavy duty vibrator of some type. So uh, maybe try softer, easier measures because uh, part of what your complaint was was that you're you're desensitized for a while, and uh, and really the only way to to uh, be sure that sensitization doesn't, rec- you know, doesn't persist is is a good break in between. So you're doing exactly the right thing. I see. So you think that she's just beating it up too crazy during yeah, your sessions? Maybe, maybe. And uh, and you know, once a week is not abnormal or whatever. That's not out of range. That's not like, oh my God, you have low libido. No, you you've been comparing yourself to the the upper range. And again, uh, little did I know that I was living with a, a world class athlete. So it was more of the, the secretiveness of women. Hey, what's up, Chomos? Uh, my name is Blaine. I'm a 31-year-old male. For as long as I can remember, I've had occasional pimples right on my sack. Uh, they are plenty painful and usually go away with a day or two. Is it something to be worried about? I work out regularly, shower only, uh, blah, blah, blah. Baby powder, keep the sweat under control. Any tips for clearing this up would be helpful. Piss on me, beat me. Touch my camera through the fence. Touch my camera through the fence has been extremely active these days, and people yeah. love that one again. I wonder if maybe next show we revisit that, just so I can just ha- have it in my quiver. <laughs> um, but uh, these are common, particularly in and around adolescence, young adulthood. Be careful; uh, they will rupture kind of spontaneously on their own. Hot compresses help them when they occur and help them come and rupture. Uh, you can get a member of Fournier's gang- gangrene. Ugh, want to show me yeah. that again, just no. so we just uh, no, it's make sure. Ju- it's I, it's it, your dick rotting off, right? Yeah, is it Fournier's game? Am I getting the name right? It's the Harvey Wine. It's yeah. what Harvey Wine. Well, just double check for me, Fournier's uh, game. You don't have to show me a picture. Just make sure I'm getting the name right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I, I, my confidence is low. Fournier's gangrene. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, it comes right up. Okay, okay. Yeah, Fournier, Fournier's gangrene. Uh, and obviously, the, you know, if it gets infected, you can then get the whole scrotum infected, and that's a problem. So you have to watch it when you get these things. Most of them do not turn out to be that. Or is it possible to, because I think he said that he works out a lot, is it possible this might be a staph infection? Or Well, they are kind of little staph infections, I but, but, I, but I, 
you know, they could be strep too. And they, you know, it's just it, these are common. These are they're not truly zits. They're sort of carbuncles or faruncles, uh, like things you can't pop. You shouldn't pop because then you can get them infected. But they do pop, and they usually pop on their own and clear. And they're for whatever reason they're common, and our body clears them, and it doesn't usually end up four years gangrene unless you're diabetic. Then you should be talking to your doctor about these things. Uh, give me some tick talks. Just a couple to clear my palate before I go. <laughs> Is this just like tickling torture? What? What is that? What happened? I don't really know. Give me another one. I, I cannot <laughs> figure that out. Uh, a bag of looks like gallbladder gallstones and somebody being tickled. I I, I don't. And then a buried treasure. Of no, I don't. No, no, no. I don't have time for this. Okay, here we go. Huh? Uh oh. Uh oh. He's gonna throw up. Wow. Well, that's health there. This guy can barely walk. His hips and back are so bad, and yet he's... Well, does he not have a left arm? Is that why he's just using his right arm? He might have lost that to the beatus. Uh, nope, uh, there it is. Uh, he has both arms. Yep, he's got it. He's just all the way back since in a power position. That looks like the most useful, useless exercise I've ever seen. It, it literally... I can see, see nothing except back injury there. All right, another one? Give me another one. Oh, I like this. Somebody running backwards down a stadium with a dog chasing him. Amphitheater. Amphitheater, yeah. That's we well got it, dude. You're in shape. That was well done. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That that look. I've never seen anybody do that, but that seems like a really great. Uh, tr you know, you have to. You have to you know, as you get older, you worry about your balance, and that looks like a great way to improve balance. I'll tell you what. That might have been the only time I wish that this was going to turn into a horrible or hilarious. Do you have any horrible or hilarious? Uh, not in this batch, but I think I think we'll have a good one for you so, on the next so, one. So, given that I'm clawing my way back to my uh, original identity away from your mom's house, you're going to make sure you squash that. Of course, yeah, that's my job. <laughs> okay, <laughs> should we wrap it up right here? That sounds good. All right, let's do it. Thank you, guys, Booth Boys. Thank you for all you do for me, and thank you for being open and honest and present today. We very interesting talking to you guys. Thank you for the emails; they are amazing. I have many more to go in upcoming shows. We will have a. Uh, surprise visit from Mrs. Pinsky in here along the way. I'm not going to tell you when, but uh, she's a freaking content machine. Uh, I just made notes just from this morning, and it's already a full page. Oh, and she wants me to always – She this is her project. These are Dr. Drew bobbleheads. You get them at drdrew.com slash store, I think. Uh, she I think is slash shop. Slash shop, thank you. Um, and she is extremely – this is her project. This is her, She's very proud of it. She wants to make some bobbleheads of the Booth Boys. So you may see that uh, soon enough. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, but uh, keep everything coming. The voicemails at uh, 818-253-1693 at the emails at drdrewdafterdark at gmail.com. We appreciate you guys. We love being part of your mom's house. Thank you. We'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.